This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 33, Why Documenting Matters. Like for reals, it really stinking matters. Welcome back to the show. We are extra excited about this one, and I bet you don't know why, Becky. I bet you don't know why we're so excited. Can I tell you? Sure. Why am I so excited? Because <laughs> I am also too very excited for this episode. Well, we're excited about the topic, but we're doing something really unique with this one. And you just used a word. I'm going to say it because we haven't talked much about it. But you said, I'm a little nervous because there's no what? Scaffolding. This is a good word. I love that word. Our typical episode, this is how it works. If we we don't have a guest, because having guests is just different and unique, and some have happened on the fly while we were traveling and this, that, and the other. When we are together and it's just the two of us, we would never follow a script. I mean, no, no, that's not. Let's be honest. We're not really capable of following a script (laughs) anyways. So it... So we do scaffolding. We do scaffolding, which basically is a fancy word for outline, mm-hmm. bullet points, notes. Like maybe we pull a quote in or something like that. This episode is different because we literally have no scaffolding. This is instead of an outline or following bullet points, which my perfectionist side of me can absolutely handle because of what we're talking about. This is listening in on a conversation that mm-hmm. Becky's are having. That is all this is. It's just a conversation about yes. something really, really important that if you guys were sitting with us in the family room, you would love being a part of this conversation. And we wish that we could hear you chime in on this. Yes. But really, like, we're going to be okay. Do you feel like we're going to be okay? We're going to be fine. And the reason why we're choosing to have this be a conversational episode is an intentional choice we are making because this has been a conversation that Becky and I have been having in our lives really since I came on board with Mm -hmm. BH. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I have had a huge evolution of discovering. And really it ties back to, it ties back to emotion and it ties back to like what's really going on in our lives. And so we didn't want to make the bullet points and have it be calculated that way. This is an open, emotional, honest conversation about something that really, really matters. But before we dive in, we wanted to share a review from one of you guys. We love your reviews. Keep them coming, please. And this week's review is from Veronica Beaver. And she says, I'm just wondering why on earth Becky H thinks it's commendable to limit the goodness of the podcast of 40 to 60 minutes an episode. And while we're on the topic of limits, why can't we have these fun, uplifting, inspiring women produce daily episodes? Okay, maybe that's unrealistic. But I do need Becky P's humor as part of my daily routine. For real, listening to this podcast always leaves me feeling better, happier, energized, and more motivated to do good in all areas of my life. All this and my one-year-old totally digs the theme music. Oh, That's precious. If you have a video of your one-year-old digging the theme music, for the love, please share it on Instagram and tag us or send it to us directly because I would love to see that. No, for real. That would be the sweetest thing ever. And thank you so much, Veronica, for that review. We we really appreciate that you took a moment because it takes a moment. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that you just like think in your head and like move on. You have to actually like go into iTunes and tap on the three dots and leave the review. So thank you. Thanks for taking the time to do that. All right. Let's hear a quick word um, from this week's sponsor. Taking pictures and documenting life with the phone that's in our pocket has never been easier or more convenient. It's just something that we all do because we can. 
But I'd ask you to consider, are you happy with the pictures you're taking? Do you feel like those images truly capture life in a way that makes you feel like a documenting rock star? This year, my pictures are better than they have ever been. And I got to be honest, I was already taking pretty good pictures. Mm -hmm. But my girl Becky has taught me things that have truly helped me to step up my photo and documenting game. I've never been more happy with what's sitting in my camera roll. You know I love Becky because she's my friend, but I'm here to tell you that she has mad skills for helping others to feel amazing about the pictures they're taking. Becky's pictures are phenomenal and it's been amazing to watch her photography improve so quickly. Her experience is much like the thousands of people who have gone through my online course. It's called Photo Tips and Workflow and it's available to everyone. I would be honored to be your guide if you're ready for your own aha moments and if you're ready to take pictures that will make your heart sing. We invite you to join us in the classroom. Go to classroom.beckyhiggins.com where you can see the full curriculum watch the video that gives you glimpses of the class learn more about what to expect and of course buy a seat in the class take advantage of the opportunity to save ten dollars as you enter becky 10 at checkout as we kick off this conversation i was thinking about how we named the the podcast right it's called Mm -hmm. cultivate a good life well that is part of the entire mission of everything that we do at becky higgins which is always tying back to cultivating a good life and recording it, right? So the podcast focuses on the cultivating a good life, but we did not want to leave documenting out of that here and there. Do we focus on documenting every single episode? Of course not, right? That's, that's No, we're point. definitely not a, quote, scrapbooking podcast for right. sure. That's and right. maybe we should stop at this point and say, Kate, when I came in mm-hmm. um, and Becky talked to me about doing the podcast, one of the first things I said to her was like, I'm not into scrapbooking Mm -hmm. because literally I thought that that's kind of what, um, BH was about, right? Mm -hmm. I knew she had this app that I loved and used, but as I came into the company more and more and more, I always tell Becky, I don't even like to use the word scrap scrapbooking because this idea of documenting as it relates to cultivating a good life, which is what we're going to be talking about today. If you take documenting, documenting can help you to cultivate a good life. Mm -hmm. It's not just about having a life and making sure it's recorded. It's about how that recording can actually help you to intentionally write your own story. And we're going to dive deep on what you just said. We're going to go there. But before we go there, I want to talk a little bit about your journey. Because so this is where we literally we don't have notes. We don't have an outline or a script of any kind to to guide us through this because Really, we can kick this off with one question. Um, side note, you you just mentioned that you don't even like to use the word scrapbooking. I we don't. We have a lot of listeners who may have been scrapbooking for 10, 15, 20 more years. You guys who maybe have followed my journey all this time may have noticed that I don't even use that word anymore. Mm-hmm. I, you will never see me, unless it's in the context of like something that makes sense, Scrapbooking isn't even a word that really resonates with me anymore because that's just one way of doing documenting. Right. But when people hear scrapbooking, you guys know, because if I say the word right now, what do you immediately think of? Probably Honestly, something pretty old school. Well, it's not even old school. I think of scrapbooking. Yeah. It's not even like, oh, that's a crappy way to document. Yes. I think it's Thank beautiful. You by the way. I yeah. honestly think it's an art form. I see okay. some of the most beautiful graphic mm-hmm. layouts and images, and it truly is like painting or any other artistic oh, yeah. medium. I love it. I love looking at other people's. For me, because I'm not, that's just not what makes my heart sing. 
it, you know, the same way if someone said to me, Hey, I want you to paint a self portrait, like that would be so overwhelming and Mm -hmm. just not my thing because it's not like my gift. And, and so for documenting that doesn't work for me, although I totally love and appreciate, um, what other people do. I think it's magical and beautiful and wonderful and also not my talent. But I have found a way to document my life that makes sense for me, that does make my heart sing, and that accomplishes the same thing and the same task that these beautiful scrapbookers are doing. Mm-hmm. So it's just a different medium, I it's think. A, a, it's a different medium, and, um, and I will piggyback on what you're saying by also adding that as a creative-based scrapbooker for so many years because that's my background that's where I come from before I even started a company and of course that's doing the podcast um I love that I did it that way for years Mm -hmm. I really appreciate and honor and I don't want to redo any of that like I love that that's how it was done and I love those albums with all of my heart and I'm so grateful that we have them and I hope that my um, family and posterity gets to appreciate that for years now this is where I want to kind of bring it to you because I know you like okay. to be the star of the show anyway, right? Duh. Here she is. So star of the show, Becky Proudfit, my dear friend. Um, we've only known each other a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And in these couple of years, especially the past year or so, I have noticed your understanding of, appreciation for, love for, documenting mm-hmm. pretty much explode. Like seriously explode, seriously explode. And I don't mean like zero to a hundred because I don't think that you were ever at zero. No, Uh, I actually, I actually used to scrapbook. Like I used to do that. And I have a few scrapbooks um, that I've done when I got married. My mom created this beautiful scrapbook of um, pictures from my life and stories. So it was kind of my life in one book. And I I love that. I cherish it. Um, As I got busier in life and had um, a few more kids, I found it harder to find the time to like take all the supplies out and do that artistic creating mm-hmm. in the way I wanted to. And so because I couldn't do it perfectly, I kind of just stopped altogether, which was interesting. And so when I started kind of getting back into this um, in a different way, it's almost like it opened up that place in my heart that I knew I was like missing out on. Which makes a lot of sense. And I was just thinking about, and I'm going to look this up. We recorded an episode. Um, what was it? Documenting like a boss. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Okay. I want to say it's 18, and if I'm right, I'm oh going to be so gosh. impressed. Stop it right now. Hold on. Hold on. If it's 18, I totally get $100. It is 16. Dang it. You were so close to earning the money that you didn't deserve in the first place just for <laughs> guessing the right episode. Okay, so episode 16 of Cultivate a Good Life is called Documenting Like a Boss. We encourage you to listen to that. This conversation is different today, but go back and listen to that one because that's where I really break it down and share some pretty straightforward, easy to follow, like basic, like here's where you can start if you've done nothing. Right. Like right? a roadmap. Right. Mm-hmm. A roadmap. And, and so, but here's where we are today. And as we're recording this episode is going back to this explosion that I've seen in your heart and in your mind, it's mm-hmm. been really quite beautiful to watch from the outside. Cause I'm not doing what you're doing. You're doing everything that you're doing, yeah. but you've clearly been You've been influenced, but also just inspired. Just yeah. internally, you felt inspired, which is not an external thing. It's not me. It's not working here at BH. It's like this fire in you is just, it's coming from inside. So my question for you is, where do you think, it doesn't have to be a moment or a day or one specific experience, although maybe it is, but when did you notice that something was changing from documenting is whatever. I don't even really think about it too. Mm -hmm. This is actually 
kind of important and I think this needs to be a part of my life. So like I said, I kind of, uh, after getting busy with kids and stuff, kind of slacked on that. And I think, I think what I was giving myself the message of was like, I would rather be present in these moments than from behind a camera. And I kind of like hid, I guess, a little bit. That sounds like a really good thought. It is a good thought. I'm serious. But I hid in that thought mm -hmm. of like, okay, I don't even have to worry about this because it's so much better that I'm present. Mm -hmm. And what started to change for me was when I was diagnosed with cancer. And um, in our church, and we've talked about this before, we're able to get blessings. And I got a blessing when I was first diagnosed diagnosed and in that blessing it specifically gave me a charge and said that my experience I was having I was meant to be sharing and helping other people and so as soon as that that blessing ended and I kind of internalized that and kind of sat with that for a minute I thought I have got to be documenting my cancer story I've got to be documenting my family's experience my husband's my kids my own experience with this trial that was set before me and guess what what I totally didn't do it Mm-hmm. I felt prompted to like make a series of videos or create an Instagram account or in some way document this. And I didn't do like a fantastic job of documenting it, but it was constantly on my mind. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of got the wheels in my brain turning about like, my story is mine, but how sad if I'm not sharing my story with others, with myself, with my children, with other people if that's the right thing to do like I'm given this life I'm given these experiences and really at the core of it no matter how you choose to document scrapbooking or project life app or writing journals or all of all of those or one of those however you're doing it at the heart of documenting for me is that my story is important Mm -hmm. and my story can help other people And it doesn't have to be big and grandiose, but my story, I have these experiences to help and to share and to bring them to the world. And so what am I doing on my end to bring my story, my experiences, the things I have to offer to the rest of the world? It's important. It's so important. So that makes a lot of sense that that's where this really, this fire ignited. Mm -hmm. But let's back it up to what you were saying is, what have I done? I've done nothing. Did you just say that? Or something like that? Yeah. Okay. So let's just, I want to meet you where you are. Meet me. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. First of all, you've done a lot more than you're remembering. And I know you know this, but Mm -hmm. just the sharing that you do on Instagram, for example, is not only storytelling, but you are, you are touching people's lives. I know you know this, but I'm reminding you because I think it's important for you to remember. Mm -hmm. Most of us, most of the time don't give ourselves enough credit for the type of recording and storytelling and documenting that we actually do. Mm -hmm. And sharing on social media is a, is a huge thing. So even if you've not done anything to quote, preserve the memories of the cancer experience, Let's just take it like that. Um, Honor what you have done and knowing Mm -hmm. that you have made a totally have made an impact on people's lives in a positive way through just the, the, um, what do we call it? The segments of that story that you shared. Now, um, fast forward to today. Mm -hmm. So you felt prompted to do this. You have shared on social media, but you haven't done anything specifically with that particular chapter. This is where I want to hit the pause button and say that Becky and I have talked about specifically her desire to document and preserve the entire experience of being diagnosed with and going through treatment for cancer, that everything to do with that whole experience. We're going to set that to the side for a minute because that in and of itself, we believe deserves its own episode because everybody goes through 
something that's incredibly life-changing or tragic or challenging, but really you feel that burning desire to preserve it and tell the story of that. So we're going to set that to the side because that will be a future episode. Are you good with that? Oh, for sure. And we've talked about that. Yeah. We've got some pretty specific, well, I, I have some pretty specific thoughts on that. And then of course you going through the experience anyway. So that's dialogue for another day. So let's bring it back to, um, what your, your feelings are of like, I haven't done anything right now. Right. Okay. So that's fine. But when you step way, way back, 30,000 feet, and you look at your whole life, cancer is just a sidebar, right? Cancer just was one piece of the many, many pieces that make up the puzzle called Becky Profit, mm-hmm. okay? So where are you now with kind of all things documenting, again, cancer story aside, like what else have you been actually putting into action? Because I want you to remember what you're really doing. So one of the things that has been kind of my theme over the past few years is I'm like hungry for knowledge and hungry for learning. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's true for all of us. Um, there's actually a great ho- a great quote um, from Gordon B. Hinckley that talks about um, basically if you stop learning, that's like the saddest thing ever. And I truly believe that that, that is absolutely true for me. And so part of my documenting is also learning. And I realized that I had some like preconceived notions about what it would take to be able to take good pictures or what it would take to do whatever. And I had to stop and like gain the knowledge that I lacked. And so one of the things, um, and we talked about that, that's why we made um, the BH Classroom the sponsor for this episode. When I took the photo tips and workflow class and, you know, I have a little private tutor situation with Becky's and sometimes I'm on trips with her. So she gave me the rundown of how to easily take really solid pictures, edit those pictures to be able to capture these moments. So when she gave me that knowledge and really she pretty much like forced it upon me, which I'm so thankful for. You're very, very welcome. I started to like just kind of, oh, well, we're here in Iceland and I want to take this picture. And when I saw what was possible, I swear my eyes were opened and instead of like trying to run around creating and like creating these moments or staging photos, my eyes became open to like noticing things, right? There we go. To noticing the beauty, to noticing interactions between my friends or between myself and my husband or my children. Like I just started to be able to to see more clearly what was right in front of me, this beautiful, amazing life that I had. The fact that you're articulating that tells me that that experience must have been what took that little, because Iceland that you just mentioned came after cancer. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk chronology for a second. Cancer diagnosis, go through cancer. Then you're like, I've got to live my life. My life (laughs) is like you're dying. Seriously, because your life was preserved. So you're like, let's go, let's Mm -hmm. live, let's do. And so, you know, so cancer first, then Iceland. And then this experience that you had, which was personal, like that was for, that was you, with mm-hmm. you, for you, and your eyes being open to seeing things differently than you had seen them before. So now we're seeing like picture a flower bud um, and it's just barely starting to open because you're like, oh my gosh, what is this world of, you don't just see things differently, you feel things differently. Mm-hmm. You experience life differently because you were taking pictures of moments. And it doesn't, this, don't be confused. This does not mean that you should be taking or I should, Anyone should be taking pictures all the time in order to have that experience. That isn't the point. But I think that was part of it is going to Iceland with you and seeing you create in a way that like, and we talked about this in our our documenting travel episode, I never felt like you were A, creating like situations so you could photograph them or B, 
that that was like the main part of our trip. Right. Right. Like we were in the trip living, doing these amazing things and documenting, but it's not like documenting was the star. Well, documenting documenting wasn't the star and it also wasn't the plan. I wasn't planning anything ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I just, the phone's in my pocket wherever we go, period. Yeah. So whatever we experience, whatever happens, it's it's almost like you're just wearing a different pair of lenses when you know that you're going to take pictures. And that's what kind of leads me to the other thing that you were alluding at. Um, I think even before we got into the topic itself, and that is that when you are documenting and you're going through life and you're just doing life and you know that you're going to take pictures because you're a documenter and we're talking, it could be one picture a day. It doesn't matter. It could be three pictures a week or whatever. one picture a week. It, does, it, it like doesn't whatever. have to be any, to be, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be quantifiable. But when you are in that mindset, something shifts, doesn't it? It really, it seriously does. And what it did was it opened my eyes to what was in front of me. I think sometimes I get so caught up with to-do lists and the busyness of life and getting my kids to places that I forget. Like I have to remind myself to pause and to experience the tiny moments inside of those bigger things. Mm -hmm. Because I'm really good at being present at all the bigger things, but sometimes being present in those moments or noticing those moments is something that eludes me. And so I was suddenly opened up to looking for these tiny moments of, of, you know, my oldest hugging my youngest or, or, or something happening between my husband and my daughter or with the dog or whatever it was, I started actively looking for those moments of connection. Mm -hmm. And so documenting for me, yes, I document like first day of school, but really I'm looking for like, like you said, the emotion behind like the moments my family is having, because I want to remember those. I want to remember when I'm having a hard day that my children really do love each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to remember that like maybe I'll get sick tomorrow and and be paralyzed. I want to remember that I hiked a glacier in Iceland and what that freedom felt like and what it smelled like and what what that experience was. And so I just I love it. I love it so much. In fact, I know. when I went to Hawaii, I spent so much time um uh, making this book, which I probably spent too much time on. So we'll rein it, it in for next time. time. It, it was, was it was time. my, so yeah. there was that learning curve that uh-huh. we talked about, right? Like I was using those tools and learning, but I am not a crier. You all know this. She's I like not. joke that I'm a cold hearted snake. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I was so excited to show Becky the book. I wept. I wept over joy <laughs> of these memories of this amazing trip that we had and all those feelings and, and those experiences, I wept because I have it. Like I did it and it's, it, it's in a book and I can look at it anytime I want. My kids will have that forever and I'm, I just love it. So my next question is then why? Why does any of that matter to you? I'm not saying answer it for anyone else, but why does it matter to you that you're making connections and you're remembering these special moments and that you felt good about making the book? What does all of that mean for you? I, that's kind of a loaded question, but... Do you understand what I'm asking? Oh, totally. Okay. Because my belief is in my life, whether I'm rich or poor, have a big house, a small house, whether I'm healthy, whether I'm sick, whatever the situation is within my family, my life and the currency of my existence is connection, is a connection that my soul is able to make to the light in someone else's soul. 
that applies to me and my husband. That that applies to myself and my children. It applies to me and strangers. It applies to any single person on this earth. I believe that life is about connections. And I want to make sure that I am offering myself, my family, as a connection. I want my daughter to look at thoughts I had or journals I had and know when she's having a really crappy day as a mom and her kids have just like thrown up all over her. I want her to remember that she's not alone. I want her to remember that like motherhood is hard and it's a journey. And I want her to feel my love whether or not I'm there. I want her to feel that connection with me and who I am whether or not I'm physically present with her at that moment, right? I don't want any of my kids or anyone to feel alone in the circumstances they're in. And the way to not feel alone is to be open, is to be vulnerable, and is to connect. And you can't physically connect with every single person in the world. So documenting is a way to open your soul and to create something that can connect even if you're not there. Literally, are you following bullet points? Is there like a secret outline that I am not seeing right now? There is one in my heart. <laughs> Becky, like everything that you're saying is as if you've been preparing all of these thoughts to share. No, because it's really because I'm going through this experience. I know. You're in and the I'm just realizing, you know, we've had so many amazing women on this podcast. And what they all have in common is they have had super highs and super lows and richness and poorness and sickness and health and all these things. And none of that matters because it's, it's, it's the connection of the light that is in their soul that provides value to all of us. Mm-hmm. I just Holy. love it a lot. I thank you for articulating it that way. You ready for the next question? Oh dear. Yes. This is so good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> This is so good. Like you're making me so happy because you already know that this is everything that I have felt for all these years. Yeah. And so when I see these light bulbs happen for other people and it comes from within, you had all that yourself that is like coming from within, right? Mm-hmm. That's not somebody's interesting. This is you, how you think, think coming on at BH and I came on initially to do the podcast and then was invited to be a member of the team. You think Becky would have like had some kind of requirement like shoving it down. So before we get there, (laughs) I'm going to need you to actually document. I'm going to need you to actually fall in love with this. And she didn't like there was no pressure for me to even like adhere to the products and and, and things we offer. Like Mm -hmm. none of that. Like I came to all this completely on on my own. Yeah, that's what I love so much about it. I love that very, very much. So you've talked about how meaningful that is to preserve those memories that have happened so that you don't forget. You've talked about how when Lucy's a young mother one day, she's now a young girl, and when one day she's grown, she's having a hard day, that she can look back at maybe some of these things that you've documented and find strength in your recorded words or your um, your books or whatever it is that, 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 wow, that, 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 whatever that is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's past and that's future. Let's Mm -hmm. just, let's put those in buckets for a minute. This is my brain. Like I really like to compartmentalize. So I want to talk about the present. What has documenting done to you in terms of, yes, you see the blessings in your life. We already talked about Mm -hmm. that, but do you feel like documenting or being a documenter changes the way that you are not how you perceive life because you already talked about that and the blessings that are in front of you but does it change like who you feel that you are and how you are with people or how you show up in your life totally okay totally 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 
documenting has changed how I show up in my life. And I know initially people are probably like, well, yeah, because you're creating these pictures that you like want to appear like you're truly that's not it. Mm -hmm. Like that is not it. And you totally can do that. You can stage photos and appear however you want to. Okay. That is not what I am talking about. Documenting makes me show up in my life because it makes me intentional about the story I want to have. I have complete control over my story, over my kids' stories. Well, not complete control over my kids' stories, but you get what I mean. I have complete control over the story that I write all the time. You sure do. What does that mean? It means that I can create or perceive anything I want. Now, I'm going to say something, but bear with me because you need to hear this thought through till the end. Okay. I can. I am a mother. I'm married. I have four kids. This is not a circumstance I'm stuck in, okay? Correct. It has brought me so much joy and perspective to recognize I have a choice. I can leave my husband and my children tomorrow and go live in the woods of wherever by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have to stay in my marriage. I don't have to stay with my kids. I don't have to keep doing a podcast. These are not things that are being acted upon me. These are choices and decisions that I have made for myself. And that you make every day. And that I make every single day. I'm following you. There have been times where I have like had really hard mothering times where I have felt like resentment towards my husband because he gets out, gets out to do this great stuff in business. And I totally let myself like develop a narrative of like, I am stuck here with my kids who I love, but who also drive me crazy sometimes doing all these things that are not really like intellectually stimulating. And that was my narrative for a minute. And I was miserable. Hmm. And that's not true because I am choosing every single day. I am choosing what to make of my life and I don't have to do anything. I could murder you tomorrow. I never would do that, (laughs) but I could do that. That was weird. Do you get what I'm saying though? You have complete control over your every day. So getting out of that headspace of like, I'm stuck, I'm trapped, I'm this, I'm that, like get out of that headspace because every day is a new start. You can create anything you want Mm -hmm. in that day. And And so what do you really want? And not just create what you want, but perceive it. Perceive what you have. Yes. As what you want, right? Yes. So what do you want? I want to be married. I love and want and like totally adore my children. I want to be a mother. I still want to be a mother. I want these things every single day. Which is a choice. Is totally a choice. You don't have to want those things. You don't have to want those things. I'm saying for me, when Mm -hmm. I ask myself the question of what did I want, that is what I wanted. That's what I wanted then and every single day since. And so when I wake up and say, what do I want? I, I love the life that I have right now and that I continually create because it is choices I make because it's what I want. It brings me light. It brings me joy. I feel like I'm engaging and making the world a better place when I am intentional with my days, when I'm intentional with my life and creating something that matters. I followed all of that. Oh, good. Now, tell me how the documenting part connects to all of that. Because you you love connection. I love it. So everything that you just said, I feel like I feel like most people who are listening are feeling every bit of that. And they're either resonating with it or they're deeply desiring to mm-hmm. have a paradigm shift for themselves and they want that. 
pull it in for me and connect it to documenting for you. Okay. So, so if- you, everything you said, like it makes perfect sense. You're choosing, you're intentional every day. You, you want this. And so you're creating it. Mm-hmm. And so what does that have to do with be, having the um, mentality of a documenter? So if I was back in that place where I was like having this narrative of like, oh, I'm just trapped and I just need a break. And mm-hmm. I would absolutely document that. You mean if you could go back and do it again? If I could go back okay, and do it again. That. When I was a super young mom and my husband was coming up in business and gone a lot and we were poor and all these things, I would document those experiences as I was experiencing them. Because? Because I... I want that reality. I want what was going on to be documented so that that experience can connect with whoever reads it, right? Because being open and vulnerable, I feel like with with my struggles is one of the ways that I connect. And I guarantee you that as I wrote out, I feel really trapped today and this day sucks and I am counting the seconds until bedtime and I can put a movie on and check out. As I read those words, there's something about writing those words down, reading those words, and then saying, wait a minute, that is not how I want to feel in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I'm counting the minutes till bedtime. That's not how I want to be. And so if I was intentional in documenting that, I would have come to these realizations so much quicker because writing those words down and sitting with the reality that I was creating for myself would have forced me to look at it and be like, whoa, this doesn't sound this doesn't sound like a good and a happy place. So what am I going to do about it? That's it. So what am I going to do about it? All the things. That's it. Totally. Like, that's literally that is the shift that happens in the present moment when you are a documenter is you said it with articulation and you said it with all these words that I believe everyone is following, but really when it comes down to it, whether you're documenting a little or a lot, that shift happens in, in your mind and in your heart, mm-hmm. and it changes the way you live. It, it forces changes. you to look at your reality and yes. say, this is the narrative I am spending my energy creating. Mm-hmm. Is this a narrative I like? Is this a narrative that's helpful? Is this a narrative that is helping me feel good because I'm doing something good? Or is this like me checking out and getting through the day? Right. And those days are important. It's you can have those days that you check out you will and those document days. those. That's great. <laughs> yeah. But you have control over your story and your narrative and what happens in your life. You're the boss of you. Nobody else is the boss of you but you. So be the boss of you. Look at what you're creating and be the stinking boss of yourself. I love that you were nervous about this episode with no scaffolding. Because <laughs> this is one of my favorite conversations we've ever had recorded. Look at us just I'm serious, free though. climbing. No, for real. We are free climbing. And it makes me so happy because you you get it. You get it. And I feel like people are getting this. They're getting it more and more and more. You know how sometimes you and I are both active on Instagram. You know, sometimes you you write a post, right? You, you write a post, you put it with a picture and you share it. Um, we've never talked about this. I'm asking you an honest Ooh, question. Ooh, okay. Um, do you... After you've posted it, it is published, it's public, it's out there. People are double tapping or not, or they're scrolling or they're commenting or they're not or whatever. Do you go back and read your own posts? All the time. Like once? 
Uh, it depends on the post because okay. sometimes I'll open up a topic that, you know, Instagram, it's 2000 characters or less. And so there's a lot of, um, every time I write a post, I don't write it in Instagram. I write it in notes or pages or whatever. And then I put it into a different service to kind of, uh, this is Becky's method. Don't this is my like method. This is I'm not, so, I'll just tell you what I use. I don't care. Yeah, so I, I put it into app. a system called Grammarly, which edits and helps me like, you know, make, sure my thoughts are making sense and also there's a lot of I always write like 4,000 characters and I have to pare it down and so um yes in Grammarly it keeps track of every single thing I've ever written and it's like it's all there so in addition to Instagram it's a secondary service that's it's all there and yes those are all on my computer and I save them and I go back and read if I'm approaching a different angle of a same topic and see um kind of see what my thoughts were with something when I first brought it up as to where I've evolved to. Hmm. So yes, I read them all the time. Okay. That is a different answer than what I was expecting. Oh, really? <laughs> not, I really not do. Not that you go back and read them, but I didn't. Th- thanks for sharing your workflow. I actually think that that's pretty interesting for a lot of people listening, maybe with the way that they do their social media sharing. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything like that. Um, yeah, I, you do You do your social just, media totally well, different. I, I do me, right? Mm-hmm. I do me, you do you. I do my own, and I do it 100% with right in Instagram. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll write it in an email and e- email it to myself and you know check it all there and then copy and yeah. paste. But that's besides the point. The reason I asked you this question is because, um, and you did answer it, is I have learned about myself that when I post something thoughtful, meaningful, which is most of my posts. Some of them are just business, you know, like yeah. here's what's up. Here's a new sharing product. something cool. Or, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But when I am sharing a piece of my heart, we'll label it that way. I go back and I read it probably a half a dozen times, right? When I publish it an hour later, the next day, maybe a couple days later. Why? You have any reason why? Do you have any ideas as to why you read back yours? But I'm giving you my example. I go back and I read my own post. Why? Well, I can tell you, I read mine because I want to remember what I was feeling in that moment when I was writing. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes if I'm writing something, it's because I've had inspiration or an answer to a prayer or, or something happened in my life that sparked something inside of me. So when I reread, I want to spark something. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to spark something or remember that feeling. Very cool. Very cool. How about you? That and also... When I reread what I've written, that solidifies it even further in my heart. Like, yes, that's how I feel. Yes, that's what I believe. Yes, that is exactly who I think I am. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is my current struggle. Yes, I'm so excited about that. It's almost as if the act of documenting, and this is where, where I was kind of going with this, the act of documenting, whether it's taking that picture, writing that journal entry, posting something on Instagram, the marriage of two of those, right? Like using the Project Life app and putting journaling with pictures. Any of those things, this is how it helps me show up in my life. It's because when I do that and I actually take a moment to record or document, if it's shared publicly or if it's just for me privately, it's almost like I'm telling myself, yes, that's exactly how you feel. It's you convincing yourself. It is. It's you connecting with yourself, right? not even just convincing or persuading, but more like just... Like, uh, reminding, reminding or clarifying or solidifying. Like that's just the feeling. I don't have the right word because you know, I didn't have notes for this episode, (laughs) but that is what happens. That is my experience. And so I really appreciate that you were sharing your experience because it's all of it. And also it can be none of that. So for people listening, we are not sharing this 
in, uh, w- with, a, with an agenda. We're not sharing these thoughts with this plan that you need to think the way that we think and feel about documenting. I think it's just really valuable to consider if you're not documenting at all, are you interested? Are you interested when you think about the blessings that can come from being a documenter or having the mentality or the, the lenses as a documenter has, or if you're already documenting, have you taken a moment recently to really appreciate that that's freaking awesome? Well, can I just suggest something? Yeah. Whether or not you think you're interested in documenting, I didn't think I was interested in documenting. We are all documenters. We are on here. We are characters in this story that is our life. Whether or not you're making a concrete or physical item or writing it down in words, you're documenting. Hmm. You are making entries in the storybook of your life. The question is, is do you want to be better at making those entries? That's the question. Well, girl. Because whether you like it or not, you're here. You're doing this thing. You're doing this thing. So let's take a look. Let's take a look at how we're documenting it, what we're bringing and see what we can do to change it, to better it, to appreciate it more, to make ourselves better, to cultivate a good life and record it. Girl, it all comes back. Full circle that. My favorite word that you use um, in all of this is narrative. We do have a narrative. It's an ongoing, evolving, beautiful, messy narrative. And it is our choice, all of it. Every last stinking bit is a choice. You think things just happen to you. Sure, things happen to us. That's fine. It happens. But what do we do with those experiences? Mm-hmm. Man, this is this is awesome. Like, thank you for lighting my fire all over again. Well, thank you for lighting my fire initially and not listening when I said I didn't like <laughs> scrapbooking. Isn't she so mean? Just shutting it down like that? Seriously, it was crazy though. And, and it's been such a gratifying experience. And I can't wait to share with you the episode specifically about documenting the hard things and the trials in your life mm-hmm. because I have had some crazy, wonderful, amazing experiences, even in the past seven days of being with friends, um, helping them document some really tough slash miraculous times in their life. We've got to pull that into the episode we're going to record. Mm -hmm. Um, but let's go out on this note because you brought it up. The fact that, you know, just in this last year or two, you've really just, this whole documenting thing has really exploded for you. What did you think when our friend invited you to be the documenter of their experience with a kidney transplant? It kind of was uh, similar to the same moment that we were asked to present at Alt Summit as experts on podcasting, okay. where I was like, <laughs> and Natalie Norton said it best, where she said, well, you're an expert because you decided you're an expert, mm, right? Yeah. Which is, fu- it's funny. The first time someone called me an expert in podcasting, I was like, well, I'll be darned if we don't have a successful podcast. We really are experts in podcasting. We sure are. And it was one of those same moments where I'm like, wow, look at the growth that I've had in this area where someone else is recognizing that I have tools that I learned that now they don't have that I get to go share with them. And that was a really cool, it was a cool moment to shift over into, oh yes, I am a documenter now. You really are. You can put yourself in that bucket. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, big fans of labels. Like we shouldn't be labeling ourselves with any sort of... Except awesome. That label I like. <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of temporary labels we can slap on ourselves and other people in a judgmental way or not. Like can be good, can be bad, but... Um, but. I, I'm, let's just call ourselves documenters. Maybe intentional documenters. We're all documenters, whether we oh, like it or not. We are good. intentional documenters. Very intentional documenters. That's what it is. 
Oh, I like that. Okay. I don't think that we need to wrap up by recapping anything. We hope that as you've listened to our conversation, that you have felt like you're hanging out with us in the living room in your home and that we are able to share these thoughts and insights with each other because it's a safe place and we're all in different parts of the journey and it is a journey. That's what's so cool. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. My, my journey, even though I've been doing this really my whole life, like really, really, this is deep seated in me. I continue to evolve. It continues to feel like a journey. I continue to have thoughts and ideas about ways to try something different. I love that. It shouldn't be the same all the time. Because different things in different times of your life are going to work. And you totally, you totally have evolved from where you started to where you are now because it's what works for your family. You're having an intentional approach to documenting. And she would never say this, but I'm going to. Oh, no. Becky has a lot of amazing tools with her company, with her app, the Project Life app, many, many different ways to document from like taking pictures 101 with the BH Classroom photo tips and workflow class, um, clear up to lots of other things you can find at BeckyHiggins.com. So you need to go check it out if this is of any interest to you. You also can follow her on Instagram at Becky Higgins LLC. You can follow me at Becky Proudfit because she seriously will be your guide if this is something that you want to be better at. We hope you want it. We hope you want to be a documenter, an intentional documenter because it will change your life. All right, you guys. Thanks for being here. We'll be with you next week. Bye. we named the podcast cultivate a good life intentionally, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. part of, it's the tagline that I've had for 10 years. Um, the mission is the mission for the whole, this is cultivate. (laughs) Maybe I better do this one. Cultivate a, cultivate a, cultivate a good, okay.